Welcome to another episode of the VMware Cloud Economics Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Roth, from VMware's Cloud Economics Group. Today, we're going to talk about our economics methodology and our models, and uh, but it's also another partner day. So today, we have with us Brad Baresh from our friends at SoftChoice. Welcome, Brad. Thanks, Bill. For the folks that may not know, tell us about SoftChoice, about what you do, and sort of what your how do you look at the sort of kind of the VMware ecosystem? And, well, and I do appreciate that because there's a lot of people that do know about us, and there's some people that don't know about us. So yeah, I appreciate the intro. Yeah. So in 1989, SoftChoice was actually founded as a company who can supply hard to find software. Yeah. So it was like commodity off the shelf software that you just could never find, didn't know what it was. Um, so in a few months, they actually curated a whole catalog, like 10,000 title. Mm-hmm. Now that was SoftTrace back in 1989, but because we were doing this and where we were growing, so we actually kind of grew. Um, today, we're actually a company that's over $1.5 billion annual, annually. Um, but we are a very software-focused IT solutions provider. And we are literally focused on helping organizations being agile and innovative. So transforming what they have. We are also Microsoft's largest cloud deployment partner. And we are also Microsoft's largest Azure partner in North America. And these are numbers from Microsoft. That's amazing. So talk, I mean, so you've made the call and I think I remember back in the day, you know, soft choice and the catalog, but you've sort of migrated to now where it's not just catalog business, you're really the trusted advisor to help uh, your customers achieve what they want to with, uh, you know, kind of the various pieces of software. Well, in the end, when you're looking at so an Azure Azure consumption or Microsoft, and I'm just kind of giving the Microsoft mm-hmm. angle of that for now, sure. but just um, it's not about consuming Microsoft. So it's not about consuming Office 365 or whatever you're doing for Microsoft. It's how are you integrating that to your desktops? How are you integrate that for your mobile workers? How are you integrating that for your on-premise? How am I creating a vision where I can modernize my applications, move to the cloud, back to the cloud? Look, what if I want to move to, I didn't know we were just talking about Azure. But what if I suddenly want to do AWS? Um, so and from a software's point of view, like we are also very big providers of AWS, Google, Cisco, VMware, Red Hat, Dell, HP, mm-hmm. all these things. It's like, like, what if I want to do a on-premise HP GreenLake? Mm-hmm. What if I want to do a AWS? And, and how do I move back, forth, in left, right, center? Mm-hmm. Um, all these things are very big to what we're trying to do. Got it. And as I believe it, you're based in Canada. Right? In Canada. Mm-hmm. Although the weird thing is, um, about fifty-seven percent of our revenue actually comes from U.S. So we mm-hmm. are actually fairly even from a U.S. versus Canada point of view. Mm-hmm. Like the headquartered in Canada, but we're actually fairly even from mm-hmm. a U.S. and Canada point of view on uh, revenue. Yeah, because that was it. Was always uh, I was surprised to learn you were actually Canadian. 
because I only know you through the U.S. work. So, you know, on behalf of your North American brothers and sisters, we we appreciate your efforts. Uh, Um, We very much appreciate it. And, you know, from a Canadian appointment, thank you very much. We appreciate it. It's very polite. Indeed. So you and I have been working together on cloud economics, and there's some interesting things. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is I think you've been one of the deepest users in our cloud economics model. So some of that, just a shameless plug, you can see the easy version at vmctco.vmware.com. But what's your impression about the model? And tell me about your impression of the model. First of all, I'd say it's a terrible thing that we are the heaviest user because this is a fantastic model. And I don't understand why everybody is not doing it. Everything Music we, to my ears. Love it. <laughs> everything we do starts with this. So we literally have a whole organization that is based on assessments. And the assessment organization is using this. And it doesn't matter whether it's Google, doesn't matter whether it's AWS, doesn't matter whether it's VMware. In fact, it doesn't matter whether it's on-prem, not on-prem, cloud native, VM cloud, doesn't really matter. They're using this model to kind of model that out. Yeah. So we were really looking at this from perspective of, and, and by the way, every customer really starts with this. Like, is this going to be a viable option? And and the worst question I get is, can you give us a price on three nodes of AVS? Well, can, sure. And and by the way, you can too. You just got to go to the website. And, the website. Yeah. But, but that is not going to AVS. Like just AVS includes... Vsphere, NSX, vSAN, networking switches, hosts, management, patch management. I think there's a whole wealth of products that are included in this that customers miss. And I can't stand that question because the the customer in that scenario is either justifying what they want to do. So they didn't want to do cloud and I'm talking to the wrong person or don't understand cloud and i'm talking to the wrong person i we totally get it we've done another episode on this podcast where we talk about it's not fair to compare what avs or vmware cloud on aws is compared to a pile of vms because there's a whole range and i think we've done another episode on that there's a whole range of features that get put in and i agree as a selling motion if your customer starts to sort of just look at kind of baseline pricing it's important to figure out you know what are they really is this a misconception that they have how do we broaden their scope to kind of learn about three five-year tco what is the total cost including migration power cooling and so on yeah absolutely and so you've been using this quite a lot. In fact, I think you've uh, been using this, I think, with a bunch of customers over the past year or so. Isn't that right? Well, I, I, I kind of almost hate to say it, but like we, we've been using your model because um, yeah. we got the model like when this is in its infancy because we've been doing sure. VMC a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And we've been using that same model. And yep. we've refined it. We've mm-hmm. tweaked it. We've tuned it. Like we've tuned it to our own. Mm-hmm. But every single customer that we go through goes sure. through this model. 
And it Amazing. has to go through this model because we have to understand, like from a customer point of view, like if you're asking to move and why you want to move and how you want to move and where you want to move to, like all these things are costs. And for like we've gone through a pandemic and from a lot of things from a pandemic point of view, like there's a lot of facilities shutting down. There is uh, a lot of supply shortages. So sure. when I got to go refresh my hardware and it's the six month lead time, can I not look at moving to cloud? But right. what is my cost benefit to moving cloud? And if I just give them, you know, here's your three node price or 10 node price or whatever it is, oh my goodness, I'm not going to move to cloud. But you mm-hmm. just haven't understood what it is. Right. What it is. So we've tweaked and tuned this. Yeah. Um, using this for everything. I will even say one thing. Mm-hmm. So soft choice. Yeah. Is a consumer of AVS mm-hmm. based on this model. Interesting. So the weirdest thing we had to do, well, I had to do, mm-hmm. was actually sell to our own company huh. on a business case. Sure. I literally had to give a TCO of why we're going to do this. And they said, look, we're paying X amount of thousands of dollars a month. And can we play X minus thousands of dollars a month versus upgrading our hardware and sticking in this co-location facility using the model? So we use the model. We actually had to come up with a whole TCO to kind of validate and you know, this software. So I'm, I'm, I'm having to sell them to my own company, which you think, why wouldn't you do this? But I had to come up with the whole TCO in a business case. And we are now consuming AVS. Excellent. So it worked. And and I guess that's good because I think, you know, in some cases it helps people get off both. The model can be used to sort of correct kind of misconceptions. In other words, how to like you can't just compare it against a pile of uh, VMs, yep. but also to sort of show the entire scope of the spend to a financial audience or to somebody yeah. who controls yep. budget. So interesting. Well, uh, you know, I know there are other partners out there and you've heard uh, what Brad has said. If you're interested in this model, cloud-economics at VMware.com. Those, uh, you know, we're happy to train you. And, you know, Brad, of course, we're always happy. The new model is out and does contain all of the hyperscalers. And we're more than happy to uh, sort of provide the help and training that anybody needs to get this up and you know and, and talk talk about the message of how do you effectively move to cloud so we're more than happy to help so I, um, I would even say yeah. Bill if I can interject like, please on the new model and this yeah. was not the old model but didn't right. on the new model there is a specific case for a time value of moving mm-hmm. and the time value is based on certain calculations you know taking 11 12 hours to move a vm into cloud native and taking 15 minutes on the hcx side mm-hmm. but the reality is it's there mm-hmm. and for every investigation that we go to the customer is looking at what is going to cloud native and i want to go to cloud native and a certain amount of things are going to cloud native but mm-hmm. It's easy to say, okay, based on your VMs, here's your X2 large and X2 medium, whatever, that I'm kind of moving into. Mm-hmm. But it, if I did that conversion, does it work? What are my dependencies? What are my issues? Like there's a lot of caveats that go through that. Mm-hmm. And for every 
migration that we've seen. And for a customer saying, I want to move to cloud native, within two, three years, 17% of their environment is moved. Mm-hmm. Yep. 17%. Like, that means that you've been holding on to your gear, your data centers, your people, your FDs, your resources, your taxes, your maintenance mm-hmm. for another three years, but only 17% move, like 17%. I, I might have only decommissioned a couple of hosts. Like it almost right. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So when we really look at that, um, we're trying to figure out that bridge of how do you get there and how do you get to the cloud quick? And if you want to do this, because maybe I had a hardware refresh, maybe I had a data center that's I needing to consolidate or evacuate, or maybe they're not supporting anymore and migrate those. Um, but then I'm giving the customer the ability to move. So I know there's that sort of time value, but we, we kind of look at it in sort of the reverse of not the time value of going against public cloud because public cloud is probably going to be in there somewhere. But if I reverse that and say, it took 166 extra hours or days or whatever the cost is to do it in the same migration. And I can save you that money to recode, refactor, replatform, optimize, move into some native service in that area. Like it, it pays for itself. Yeah, it's, it is pretty amazing. And I think that that's one of the things, the way we've got the model is that the average, and I think this may be slightly different on AWS, but what we see is on average, it takes about 11 hours per VM to move when you have to sort of move to something that's a different platform. We have to translate the VMs and so on. The thing that, um, whereas it takes about 15 minutes and sometimes as low as six minutes to move a VM from a vSphere environment to something like an eight, like to AVS. Yep. So it makes perfect sense. And on all of our platforms, we see companies that come back to us uh, and say, look, you know what? I only got a, you know, after a year, I only have a 10th of my estate moved. Yeah. And so uh, it makes perfect sense. And that's why people have to understand time and risk uh, and sort of what the risk of failure is. I'll say one thing that um, what I see in the latest AVS stats, and these numbers are fresh from the database, is that um, we generally save about 34 months uh, for average projects. So in other words, you will get your estate moved 34 months faster. And that's based on about kind of the last 100 uh, models that I see that are being worked by our team. So, and that just fits in right with your data. Generally, the average time to move to the cloud with AVS is about 3.7 months. So, uh, you know, that's the one thing that I think both customers and partners should hear is you'll get your customers happier and customers, you'll be there sooner and there'll be much less risk. So that's sort of a key point. Go ahead. And and I I will even say this. So this has been so key to our sales motions. Every single sale we have had has been based on a TCO model. There hasn't been one that hasn't been based on TCO model to the point where we're including processes and procedures that this is where it has to go through. So Mm -hmm. this is a team. It's becoming a very uniform 
message, depending on what cloud you are, it's still a uniform message. It is not pro-cloud, it's not against cloud, it's not against on-prem, and it is a very agnostic view to a customer. But there's a whole team now we have dedicated to this based on these models. Yeah, great to hear. So I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Our, our guest today has been Brad Bresh from our friends at SoftJoyce. Check out softchoice.com. If you are looking for software solutions anywhere in North America. So thanks very much, Brad. Thanks, Bill. Well, much appreciated. You bet. All right, we've got another episode in the books of the VMware Cloud Economics Podcast. This is Bill Roth from Cloud Economics Group at VMware. Our executive producer is Mr. Ivan Openchuk, and our musical uh, advisor and musical director is Mr. Robert Allen Zimmerman. So for me and the entire team here at the podcast, we say thanks very much, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>